Welcome into the official. We've got a great show for you tonight. So we um, went through all of our uh, position reviews for the 2023 class, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and athletes. Um, and that is all wrapped up. And so now as we head towards the end of the year here, uh, well, one thing we definitely want to do is bring Walker White back on for a end of season recap. Uh, check a look at some of his uh, tape from this year. Hopefully he will shed some light on you know some of the things he learned, some of the great plays he made this year. Then we're going to talk, of course, how can we not talk about recruiting, what's going to happen in the next few months. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about the recruiting portal uh, or the, sorry, the transfer portal and how that may impact 2023 recruits. So uh, glad you're with us to the end of the year here. We're going to have a few more great shows to wrap up 2023, and then we'll be turning the page in short order. But for tonight, we will be talking to 2024 quarterback Walker White. This is the official. Welcome in. Welcome in. We got Matt. We got Walker White, guest host once again. Last time you were on, we didn't have Matt. Now we don't have David, but um, I think he's battling the flu or something. But we always love having Walker on. It's like your fifth time or something. Now you're just like a regular guy. Regular I guy. Know, I feel like I feel like I need to start getting paid. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. We don't have any NIL man, money right we, now. Yeah, we, we don't have the money this college is going to give you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have an NIL budget. Maybe next year. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, thanks for joining us once again, man. And uh, Matt, I hope you're doing great. Before we get started, like and subscribe to this video if you enjoy what we do with recruiting here at Campus to Canton on our channel. Um, go ahead and set up notifications so you don't miss new episodes. And also check out our parent website, campustocanton.com, for really all your college football needs, whether it's recruiting or college fantasy football or draft coverage for when the NFL draft shows up. I mean, really, we got you from start to finish on all the uh, college players uh, into the NFL that you could need with tools, guides, multiple subscription levels you can choose from. So check out campusdecanton.com. Now, to get into the meat and potatoes here tonight, Walker, you, you wrapped up your junior season and we started talking before you even kicked off your junior season. So now we've walked yes. through your entire year. It was a good year. I think you, you showed a lot of new things on the field. Um, you know, just to wrap up your stats for everybody, now, this is from Max Preps. I know that sometimes they're not accurate, right? But uh, I've got you at 53% completion, 142 of 267, 1,975 yards, 25 touchdowns through the air, nine picks. Uh, but then on the ground where you did a lot more damage this year, 102 rushes for 837 yards, 16 touchdowns, and three 100-yard games. Uh, between your sophomore season and this year, you cut down on picks. That was a great thing to see and a major increase in rushing efficiency. I think, you know, looking at some of your tape and also just the numbers show it, like you became a true weapon on the ground this year. Do you think that changed? Was there any different mentality there? Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that stick out in those statistics is the uh, passing completion percentage. And that's just the, the all this year. Our our passing game was like this. Our running game was like this. 
And there's just a few things we need to clean up on the passing game. Um, just a few things we need to simplify, make quicker for, for me um, and easier for the receivers. Um, but no, I think this year I really, really realized um, that no one, me in space, especially in high school, no one can tackle me. So, and, and it's also harder for people to tackle quarterbacks. Like you always see guys missing or like hesitating when they're going for a quarterback because you never know what he's going to do. You never know if he's going to dump it over your head if you're coming at him. So that's why like ball fakes are really important or, and most of the time, like defenses don't like, they don't, they don't respect the quarterback run. And so they never really, they, they never are really prepared for like a quarterback that has moves. And so when they do, they, they're like, they're caught off guard. And so that's kind of like where most of those came from. Most of those were scrambles. And yeah, we had a, we had a good amount of um, design runs for me. And um, I think this year we just really realized like the, the, the things and the weapon my legs can be. Um, and and that's that's just something I really grew in and something I need to grow in more is that and also just getting that passing completion per- percentage just higher up because honestly, like for me, that's unacceptable. My goal is 70%. I shoot for 75 and that's just what we need to be to win a state championship. So, yeah, I mean, you guys got close last year, um, this year round two, I think. So you got one more ride. And, you know, we'll be rooting for you, of course. Um, I think uh, I saw, you know, we'll, we'll see some clips later of some designed runs where you do pull, you know, kind of read option look and, and you're pulling it and, and just blazing through the defense. I feel like that's part of what makes your game so special, too, is that you, know, you have such a complete package there with the size, the athletic ability and the arm that really, you know, you can kind of fit into whatever offense is kind of thrown at you and adapt to you know, what's being asked of you. Like this season, for example, you're asked to step up in the running game. And you, of course, you know, did way above, you know, what you could have, you know, what we, you would want out of you as one guy said. So I think that's a, you know, a really impressive part of your game is just how versatile you are. Yeah, for sure. And one, one, one of the questions um, a college asked me, I can't remember which one it was, but one of the questions that I was asked is like, hey, like what system do you fit in best? And I was like, wow, like that's a – it's a question I've never really answered before, but then I started going on. I was like, I mean, I can throw the ball. I can run the ball. Um, our team runs 21 personnel. We run 11 personnel. We run spread. Um, I can go under center. And then I, I I said all that, and then I was like, honestly, Coach, I, I can do anything you need me, need me to do. And I was like, I don't need – I'm not trying to sound like like arrogant, but, like, I can I can do anything if, if you ask me to do it. And he was like, no, that's that's – basically the answer I was looking for. And so I, I, I do agree. I think, I think, um, I think whatever, like I'm asked to do on the field, I'm capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll, we'll look at some clips now. I think that's a great segue into just pulling out a, a few clips here. I've got some prepared from your uh, most recent huddle video. So, you know, just finished up junior year. This is when um, I know we here at C2C, like what I, what I try to do is, um, basically evaluate most players on their junior tape because you know I can look at juniors who are rising seniors now and get ready um, also if even a new senior comes in 
who's like new on the scene and kind of getting some offers. I'm like, I want to take a look at this guy. I kind of always go back to junior tape because I want that to be my initial impression of junior tape. So I think what you put on the field this past year is going to be, at least for me, for my process, that would be mostly what I'm going to base my evaluation off of. And then, you know, senior year, small tweaks, if there's like certain improvements in certain areas. Uh, And that's just kind of my personal process. So the junior year is a pretty big deal. Um, And I think you put some great stuff on there. Um, uh, remember, so I, I've got some music on these clips. If you're not, if you're listening to this on the podcast version, you know, go check out the YouTube. We do want people to come. This is primarily a YouTube show. So we have graphics and, you know, we, we try to have clips of these players so you can get a feel for what they actually look like out there. You know, for example, this is a throw here, your classic, I think it's a three step drop and just a dart over the middle, but it shows your arm strength. So we'll just do so yeah, I mean, you're just taking shotgun three steps. It's a great throw. Yeah, so on that one, I just, I think I tagged that. I think I uh, checked out as something else and I, I uh, signaled to that receiver because I saw the middle of the field open. So I tagged him on a post and, um, you know, yeah, it, like you said, it was on rhythm. And so you take a three-step drop and once that back, that third back that third step hits on that back foot, you drive the ball. And as if you watch it, if you watch the video, I mean, the ball was still behind. Like I, I could have put it more, um, a little bit more in front touch, of him yeah. on the front, on his front shoulder. But um, I do agree with you in the aspect of like that, that shows like the kind of like the zip and like the, the rhythm that, that is needed. Yeah. For that, for that I time. I thought so. I remember this one. It, I, I liked it. It's a cool, good perspective end zone camera angle here on a run. Yeah, so I think here it was a, I think it was a third down, and we needed this. So that that was against PA. That was, that's our rival, and we needed that first down. Um, and I can't remember the exact call. It might have been um, the outside runs a, a go, and the inside runs a wheel stop, and it wasn't there. And so I just, you know, as you saw, like I took a burst step forward to kind of clear that guy coming in my left a gap. And then I saw a hole and I just took it. And then it's one-on-one with me and that middle backer. And you take, if you take the chances of me, who's winning that match, it's most likely going to be me. Um, so I, so I take that, I take that match and then I make a cut out to the right sideline. And usually if I'm in that position, I would just run out of bounds and live for the next play but I knew I know we needed that first down and so that's when I cut it up on that, at that last second and dove for the first down and we got it yeah it was great well and I wanted to put it in there for the juke I mean you know you can see it so because it's the end zone camera so you can see you're going to the hole there's a backer who's like licking his chops and you just you know you just freeze him up and juke him so it's not just straight line you do have some moves in a short area you know you made a miss in a, in a quick area Got yeah. to the outside. So that was a good one. Matt, I'll give you this one. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a little scramble, and then you find the open guy, but it shows some versatility in the pocket, I think. Yeah, see, so here you are on the, the 38, pump fake. Make that guy miss. Then nice, easy little dump off there. Really showing your you know, off-platform playmaking, you know, uh, non-designed. Improvisation skills there, right? Yeah, yeah. So on that one, I think the reason that one didn't really work is because we weren't really able to run screen games all year. Our perimeter blocking just wasn't there, and we weren't able to contain 
um, those guys. And so when we tried the fake screen, they didn't really bite on it. And so they lifted. Um, and then I saw that guy coming through my left again. So I obviously had to juke him. Um, and that, in in that clip, you kind of see like how defenders are put in a bind because they think once I start running, oh, he's coming and then they all come down. But then my receiver goes out and I see him, I can just dump it. And so like, it's like, it's, it's keep away. It's backyard keep away. And honestly, like it's, if you have that in your game, it makes it very hard for a defense to stop you. Yeah, and you can see when you juke the first guy and kind of start moving up field two come down at you, so you kind of had nowhere to go. But, right. you know, heads up play to find the open guy and, and deliver a little pass out there. Um, this next one is a rollout to the sideline. I think it just shows, like, arm strength. But also, this is not an easy throw, you know, and you put it right on the – so you're, you're rolling out on the move, and you just kind of fire it in there. Uh, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I like how it does go to the kind of the outside shoulder of your receiver because there's a defender on the inside there. So he's able to catch it, rotate around, get some more extra yards. And that's just not – I mean, the angle on that throw is not easy. Yeah, for sure. And that's a throw that if it's not on the outside shoulder, it could be a pick. Pick and, six even. Could be right. a pick six. Right, if I if I don't catch them. But, um, <laughs> I mean, that's – that's something that I've really focused on um, going into like this past junior season is, is being able to throw on the run and um, being able to pinpoint it wherever I need on the run. Because if you can't do that, then what makes you do makes you a dual, dual threat? Cause whenever you, whenever you're on the run, people know you're not going to throw it. And so you have to be able to do pass in the pocket, run or uh, scramble and throw and run. And, it's a that's lot on your just, plate. Just, you got to keep that defense like, honest. Do what? You got to keep them honest on the defense. No doubt. No doubt. And that's just kind of like what the game is forming to right now. Yeah, this next one shows a little bit of that pocket and a little touch here to the end zone. Yeah, you are in the red zone throwing it up to the top right on a nice little fade there, catching it just at the edge right before it's out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, sure. that corner – he he just didn't really play the ball, but you saw it and you, you put it in a nice spot. Obviously, the classic, you know, only a receiver could get it, but, you know, put it there in a the nice corner of the end zone. So some touch there over the defender. I mean, we're seeing a lot of different tools. I like that about your game. Um, we just do one here. I mean, this is now getting to the run game. Uh, and this is, to me, like true weapon uh, on the ground here. I guess there's no music, so we can just talk over it. I must have forgotten. But you do yeah. a zone read here and just go to the outside, and, like, nobody can catch you. I remember that play. Uh, whenever I dove in the end zone, uh, my mouthpiece fell out, and I totally bit my lip and busted my <laughs> busted my lip. Um, but, no, that's – that's it's very exciting whenever I get to pull the ball on, on, a, on a zone read because once that defense, once that defense crashes, even – most of the time, some teams started to have that DN automatically crash, knowing that that's my that's my read, and they yep, would have yeah. a backer loop around to take care of me. Never really worked. Um, I mean, I would imagine you could. Yeah, I would imagine you could beat most backers uh, right. in high school. Right. He really and, showed off your burst on that play. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you could beat Perkins to the corner. From LSU, at least not yet, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'll have to work a little bit more for that one. 
Uh, and then you've got a power game here. Let's see, where's this? Uh, uh, here, this one. Just like carrying three guys at the goal line here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this, there was a lot of publicity on this game. Um, everyone was the whole town of Northwest Arkansas, like, and so the whole town was like, no, we're different this year. Our quarterback's back. You can't tackle them. They can't handle our tempo. Our defense did outstanding that game, and our offense did outstanding that game, and we just went in there and just put the wood on them, and they couldn't, they couldn't do anything about it, and that, that play right there is more of like a, we're on the one yard line, like you can't stop me. So we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're 222, 25. I mean, that's, right. that's a load. That is a load to bring down. I think that's a good, nice, different uh, kind of tasting palette of all your skill set. Um, there is more on his huddle tape. Of course, if you guys want to go check it out, um, just search walk white on huddle. And you can find, I think just a few weeks ago, you put up your, your, uh, your kind of mid-season mm-hmm. um, stuff there. And it looks really good. So I think yeah, this is a recruiting podcast or a recruiting show. So we, we can't just ignore off-season means you're going to start really ramping this thing up, right? So yes. what is the plan? Um, I'd love to see you at Elite 11. So I'm sure you got that coming up camps maybe other camps uh, i'm sure you got some you can do officials not until the not until the fall right um april you can do officials okay in april so you mm-hmm. don't have to wait all the way to the fall so okay That's once right. you graduate i guess once you turn the calendar from junior right. year yes okay yeah so what's so, your timeline what's your timeline yeah. what are we looking at yeah so um i'll just start with kind of what's been going on right now like now is the time where during this time of uh, end of the regular season and bowl season and playoff season for colleges of when they go and start visiting uh, their recruits. And so right now I've just been in and out of school right now, talking with coaches who are coming to come, stopping by to see me um, throwing session for a, uh, a college um, about a few hours ago. And, uh, and then right after that, went in the weight room, finished our testing. And so after I finished throwing, I just went, went in to uh, finish, our off pre-off season numbers um we did a power clean and uh deadlift today and and so that's just kind of like our baseline and then after uh, what are those numbers we need to put it in our database okay i deadlifted 500 today and then i power Mm -hmm. clean 265 yeah very good (laughs) oh yeah yeah well we we try to find those numbers when we can and we do plug that in for database i mean normally matt correct me if i'm wrong there's not always a quarterback Quarterback, no, we don't get a lot of quarterback numbers. lifting numbers. Definitely not. <laughs> well, my so on especially our, not that high either. And you know, somewhere around March or February is when I'm looking to commit. And oh, that's just kind of pretty yeah, pretty and, soon, yeah. Yeah. And so like that's just kind of like my timeline. And um I think and you know, it, it might end up being later or it might end up being sooner, but that's just like my ideal t- timeline and um you know, we'll just see where that goes. And um, so, you know. can you give us some names? Who's like uh, leading the charge here for you? The ones I'm looking at are like Ole Miss, Alabama, Baylor. Um, if Auburn offers, I will. They would. They will be my top five. Um, did I say Baylor already? 
Yeah, he did. Yes, Baylor. Um, and I think Clemson will be offering, and when they do, they'll be in there. And in okay. Arkansas, in Arkansas, that that's like my top six. Okay. All right, yes, Clemson. I mean, you know, Swinney and company has definitely developed some QBs that went really high and had NFL success. So no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I think we got. I mean, Klubnik looks fantastic. Oh, he looks so, so good. The mm-hmm. timeline for you would be almost ideal. I mean, Vizina's coming in this year, but potentially Klubnik's job for two more years. You'd show up freshman year. Klubnik would be a junior. Right. You know, that would work out really nicely. Yes, sir. All right. I like Clemson getting in that mix. Um, Baylor. And you said Auburn would – now, um, Auburn, obviously, new coach. Hugh Freeze coming in from Liberty. Uh, have you talked to him before? Do you, do you follow what Liberty had been doing on offense or anything like that? I have not. Um, right now, they are kind of in their, like, we need to secure our 23s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a, the, that's got to be a tough timeline for a new yeah, for sure. In, having and to like fix that class up and right. And so, kind of like their focus right now is getting their class, their freshman class for this next year. Um, and so, I, I my guess is after that, they'll they'll move on to twenty fours and and see who and who they want to take and who they don't want to take. So we'll just uh, we'll see where all that goes. Uh, do you enough. have any? close ties of any wide receivers or tight ends, running backs, they may be recruiting with you. Um, I, I have a couple, I, I need to work. I need, I need to probably do more work on that, but I do have a couple, um, running backs and a, and a, and a little bit of, a little bit of receiver. So we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like contact with always- Shamar Easter at all. Another yeah, like, the guys, like guys like Ryan Wingo, I, I'm in contact with. Oh, oh, yeah. We like Ryan Wingo over here, for sure. Yes, sir. Quarterbacks are always associated with skill position, but I feel like, you know, having a, a couple linemen deep to come with you, too, is probably really important as well. I mean, you got to orchestrate no the doubt. Entire, entire class. No doubt. Once, uh, I mean, you, I mean, the quarterback can't do anything without his linemen, and so that's you're, – you're not wrong about that, no doubt. Well, man, uh, hopefully I'll catch you at Elite 11. I don't know which which region you'll end up at. Um, I'm at least going to Atlanta and probably could make it up to Nashville as well. Hopefully see mm-hmm. you there. Um, and good luck in the process, man. We're rooting for you. Yeah, definitely have the official Campus to Canton behind you and, and rooting for you all along the way. Yes, sir. Well, thank you all. Thank you all so much. All right. Thanks Just for your time, out. man. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank you, Alfred. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Bye. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Got some names. Uh, I like Clemson getting in that mix for Walker White, honestly. that That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, I love his game, and I thought he put a lot of good stuff on that junior tape that shows a little bit of everything. I mean, a really a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I think right now he's, he's not ranked high enough, honestly. I've looked oh. at some 2024 QBs already, and I think he should be up there in the top five I mean, definitely, at least. In terms of upside at the minimum, he's – Top two. Top, yeah. So he just happens to be in the class, same class as Lagway, who. I mean, Lagway, a, I do think that you got to respect um, Riola, of mm-hmm. course. But, I mean, three. Yeah, two or three. I mean, that you know, him oh, yeah, and Lagway I just mean, are yeah, not. Riola is not, like, you know, a runner like Lagway. No, no. White Correct. And. Like, obviously, yeah. I mean, I was looking at Lagway because he may be committing tomorrow to my team, and I'm very excited about that. I'm surprised he's committing so early. 
I know, I know. But um, anyway, I was looking at his tape. I was looking at White's tape. And honestly, I don't, you know, I don't see a huge difference. And I love Lagway, but obviously we've mm-hmm. developed a good relationship with Walker White. I don't think it's that different, to be honest with you. So um, he said he wants to work on that completion percentage. That would be the one thing from kind of a metrics point of view, from a stats point of view. Uh, Lagway completed 67% this year. White was down at 53. And he knows that's a, something he's got to work on. So, you know, you love to hear that. He seems very self-aware. He knows what he needs to work on. He knows what he's good at. I like that. I like that confidence. Um, because when you're freaking, you know, if you're at Death Valley against LSU and you need a fourth and one, you want a guy who like knows he can get that. You don't want a guy who's like, oh, maybe. So I love that already. He's just like, yeah, no one can beat me to the edge. Yeah, I can get that yard. So um, that's great. Well, let's transition here. Transfer portal is crazy. We've done a lot of coverage from campus to Canton. Um, Obviously, a lot of those guys are in school already, or they all are because they're transferring. But from a recruiting angle, you have a couple names here that some of these transfers could impact early playing time for um, some of these guys. You want to walk us through a couple of your names that you think are maybe most impacted with what we know right now. Obviously, things are going to change in the next month. Yeah, so I think a really big one here is uh, Ruben Owens going to Louisville. They just got a uh, Tyon Evans and Trevion Cooley both hit the portal. Uh, there's uh, Juwan Jordan there now. Um, you know, I don't like his odds there as being the starter next year with Owens coming in. So really that just removed a lot of cluster there and really just assured his CFF value there as a year one guy, uh, assuming he stays committed. You know, he could be one of these big flips. I don't think I've heard anything as of late. I haven't. Uh, There's more smoke yeah, around some other guys. Either. Yeah, some other guys in that class have some smoke, but so far so good for Owens. And you're right. We were already like, this guy's going to hit the ground with 20 carries in his first game, and now it seems mm-hmm. even even more yeah, clear. Now, yeah. Um, another big one is the Holden, Earl, and uh, Leary transfers. You know, that's obviously, you know, they weren't doing that much numbers-wise, but Holden and Earl were, you know, at least, you know, participating. I mean, Holden uh, was a starter for half the season or so. Yeah. Kind of faded. Yeah, he's just not that good, unfortunately. Right. But But you're right. I think it puts these new freshmen you have listed, Hale, Benson, and Hamilton, mm -hmm. as – Recent – I don't think we've talked about him since he's committed. Oh, that's right. I mean, he's from Gainesville, which is interesting. Yeah, Yeah, he's from right behind the UF campus, basically, at Buholz High School and go into Alabama now. But I think it immediately puts them on the two deep. I mean, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be like Ja'Cory Brooks is really the only solid starter. I mean, Kobe Prentice is also pretty good. but He faded too. I don't know if there's yeah. anything related. I mean, or he's what. really – I don't think he's going to be more than a rotational guy going forward. I mean, just not – you know, he's he's has a very limited skill set, I would say. Mm. And then Isaiah Bond, you know, maybe, but then Benson's also mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I think Benson's yeah, I probably still believe a in Bond, but I love yeah. Bond. I hope so. But yeah, I think those guys are at least on the rotational too deep almost immediately at this point. So yeah, that does make a di- difference for them. Um, you've got a big guy, big, big name. I mean, five star. I think I saw he's a he's an on three, like five star plus now so that means he's every major recruiting outlet has him as a five-star jackson arnold mm-hmm. yep with nick evers uh hitting the portal 
you know, that really, I wasn't really too worried about it to begin with because I, I think we can all agree Jackson are a significantly better prospect than Evers. But, you know, and either way, Gabriel's the starters there next year. But just long term, it's just, you know, easier to project them, you know, the starter. Don't have to worry about anybody in front of them with an extra year of experience. So, you know, just it's just easier to bend the talent to that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think at this point, who knows about year one with injuries or whatever, but I mean, year two, lock and load, we're ready to go with Jackson Arnold. Um, and then Spencer we have Sanders this, is gone from yeah, Oklahoma I think State. we just, we got this big lump of quarterbacks here. Yeah. Phil Jerkovich, uh, Chance Nolan, and Spencer Sanders all transferring out. Uh, Jacob Robinson, which I don't think we've talked about on the show before. But no, you and me have talked about, about him before. Yeah, yeah, we 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 are big fans. Well, not big fans. We we do like his game though. He is a very big quarterback with big arm, similar to that Jerkovich kind of player where he can kind of move too. So that'll be interesting. They do have uh, Morstead there, so you know uh, they, these aren't locks to be year one starters. But you know, obviously with the, the starter leaving, these guys could have a chance. And even if they don't start. They're only one injury away from getting on the field more than likely. So we have Jacob Robinson going to Boston College, Aiden Childs going to Oregon State, who we are pretty high on collectively at CDC. I think you're probably higher on him than I am. Uh, um, I it? love his running ability. Um, I have a little issues with his arm. I know Matt Bruning is probably the highest. He really loves Childs. Yeah, I think he is the highest. Yeah, I, Not that I'm low on him. I, I also like him. But yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, think there's that much separation between him and like a Jacob Robinson. You know, sure. I think they're pretty similar players. Well, and I mean, I think Emmett Moorhead at Boston College probably enters as the starter next year. And he showed, mm. I mean, he had some good games. It flashes, but, yeah. But at Oregon State, Ben Gulbranson, like the guy mm. threw like six passes in, in like wins. I mean, they were hiding their quarterback. Uh, the definition of hiding their quarterback. They came back down 31 to 10 without throwing a pass. I mean, they were playing like <laughs> Navy football there at the end of the year. I'm mad because I had Gobranson over 14 completions in a game and they were down 31 to 10. I'm like, oh, he's just going to be throwing for the rest of the game. And they just <laughs> ran and won. Nope. It was the craziest thing. Um, the only... Uh, the only hiccup there for Childs uh, would be I've seen DJU linked to Oregon State, which would make oh, a lot really? of sense. I mean, I think Chris Hummer said that um, of 24-7 uh, today or yesterday, just mentioned it. So that would make a lot of sense for their depth chart. It would probably put a little bit of a dampener on Childs. But otherwise, I think Childs could get on the field in year one. Um, and, and then, then we Dave have, Flores, yep. I don't know who they have at Oregon State, I mean, or Oklahoma State. I they mean, have- they have Wrangle and I kind of um, liked Wrangle. He actually started a game this year, and I kind of uh, they, they have Wrangle and they have Gundy, they Gundy's have son, Gunner, right? Gunner Gundy is, is his son. I think, TV, so. I think he had more interceptions and touchdowns. So and I that, mean, that's Wrangle's be, interesting, but I, think I imagine they're probably going to get transferred in though. Yeah, and a lot of these teams might. I mean, a lot of these mm-hmm. teams might because yeah. coaches. Coach, I mean, we love to see the freshmen get playing time. Coaches do not want to run and start a season with a true freshman as their backup, so they're one injury away. They don't want that. Um, and then finally, you have the Clemson running back situation. You're yeah, thinking, I, Jamarius Haynes, is he committed yet, or is he we just leaving? No, yeah, we, he's still not committed yet, but I, by all counts, he's more likely going to be committing to Clemson. Yeah, and, uh, and we, we like talked him. about we, how they don't really have anybody else other than, you know, Moffa for a year. 
yeah. and then now pace is gone. So yeah, that just really just opens up this room even more. Absolutely, and, then, and, and we like him as a deep sleeper, so that's kind of interesting yeah. for sure. And then the last one here that I added, somebody staying, uh, Kayshawn Booty staying. Don't expect these, you know, already pretty raw LSU freshman wide receivers to make an impact with uh, Booty and neighbors. Neighbors, there. yeah. So. And Brian Thomas, I think, hasn't announced anything, so you'd imagine he'd be back too. So mm-hmm. their starting three are definitely set with yeah. – So with it's going to be tough for these LSU freshman wide receivers to make an impact to your one. I think so. I think so. Um well, good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, the transfer portal is so fun. It, it, it impacts everything. I actually meant to bring it up with Walker, but we just got talking about everything else. But I'm wondering, I wonder how recruits view this cycle now. I mean, this is a crazy thing. Um, I wonder if it's in the I back imagine of their they mind. love it. Yeah, it's fun for an observer. I wonder if it's in the back mm-hmm. of their mind, like, hey, whatever decision I make, you know, I probably, you know, their second as a, as a recruiting follower – I started have, I'm now taking into account who finishes second and third for these players, uh, whose relationships were built because mm-hmm. we could see a transfer within a True. year or two and, you know, trying to project who were they close with on the recruiting trail. Cause that's going to be the first place they probably reach out. So all his teams he listed uh, could be in play should a transfer, you know, come to pass. So um, it's fascinating. Uh, it really creates a, an interesting dynamic for the sport, I think. And I like it. I'm a big fan. For sure. Yeah. Lot to keep track of, but um, all right, Matt. Well, uh, you know, for David, Matt's here. David, get well soon, bro. And um, mm-hmm. you know, we will be back next week. We'll have a very special episode. We've been in the works for a little while. Um, it's going to be unique, but uh, I, I think we already told them. Oh, did I? Well, I don't think it's a surprise. <laughs> it's going to be uh, dunk fest uh, to end the year on a, on a fun episode. We're going to take a look at some of the best dunks by football prospects. Um, and that should be a good time. And then we are going to have an early signing day show on December 21st. And, um, you know, then I think we are going to take a little break uh, for the new year. That stretch between Christmas and new year. going to give everyone a, a week off just to chill. And then we'll be right back at it in January. So stick with us. This has been The Official.